Hi, I'm Stu Baca, and I'm a Gen X grown-up, and I support Gen X grown-up on Patreon, and you should too at patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel, website, and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listener, to episode 93 of the Gen mm. X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is George. Hey, how's it going, guys? And, of course, Mo is here. Hey, guys. How's it going? In this episode, we watch a new series about agents investigating the scattered wreckage of an alien spacecraft, crack open a newly found vintage role-playing handbook, and play a new action-driving game that promises to be the spiritual successor to Crazy Taxi. Before we get mm. into all that and much, much more, it's time for my favorite part of the show right at the front, which is fourth listener email. And the fourth listener this episode is longtime listener and supporter Chad. Hey, Chad. Hey, Chad. Chad's subject line of his email is the movie show. Okay. Chad says, greetings and salutations. A couple of weeks ago, you were talking about Resident Alien. Mm -hmm. I think I watched the first episode the day after the podcast dropped and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think all of us do. (laughs) Good company, Chad. Yep, Yep. He says it has a third rock from the sun meets Dexter vibe to it. That is pretty it's accurate. Not bad. Yeah. yeah, not bad. I especially felt the Dexter thing where like he technically was there to kill people, but he had to be a nice guy, right? <laughs> Such a, I'm loving that series. I, George is still your favorite, right? It's one of your yep. favorites oh, that yeah. comes on. Yeah. You've got to watch it as soon as it drops. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, there's more and more of those lately. I'm pretty happy about that. Chad goes on to say, the real reason I'm writing in though is that there was an ad for this show called The Movie Show. John, please tell me you're watching this show. And I, I was not at the time that I got this email. Here's why. He says, it's two puppet movie reviewers on a public access channel in Modesto, California. He said the magic word. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done? You're out already? Yeah, I'm already out. He says, it's Crank Yankers mixed with Tom and Diane from Family Guy mixed with Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I was laughing so hard all day. I think this would be right up your alley and at least worth a try. And I I have tried it. Let me say that were it not for the puppet element, I'm not sure I would enjoy it. It's pretty nutty. It's it is. It's puppet hosts, but like the one of the puppets' moms is a human. There's lots of humans there too, and they have weird characters coming in. Like there was a guy who is a werewolf, but he just kind of looks like a guy in a dog costume. It's super low rent. Like you said, it looks like it's a public access TV show. Definitely something I have watched. So thank you for the recommendation, Chad. Uh, again, if we're not for the puppets. I'm not sure I'd keep watching it, but I, I can't not watch it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Chad signs off by saying, "May the fourth listener be with you." Chad. Thank you, Chad. We love it that you wrote in. We love it anytime the fourth listener writes in. If you would like your email featured here on the show, just hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. We read every single one, and most of them make the show, like Chad's. All right, guys. We had all that great stuff we teased at the beginning of the show, and now it's time to hop into it. If you're ready, George? Yep. Mo, ready to kick it in? Yeah, let's do it, man. Let's get it in. Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here, 
Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. Dick Tracy, Wethead. Dick Tracy, The Dry Look. Clark Kent, Wethead. Clark Kent, The Dry Look. Shazam! Wethead. Shazam! The Dry Look. The dry look makes a good guy look even better. And only Gillette has the adjustable valve to spray as light and dry as you like. So come on, hero. Get rid of that wet look. Get the dry look from Gillette. Aerosol, and now a liquid too. We're going to get the ball rolling just like we always do right at the top, talking about media that we have been checking out since we last got a chance to speak. Could be TV or film or comics or music or whatever it is. And uh, George, I want to get going with you. You were looking forward to something last time we spoke, which finally has had a chance to hit the airwaves. What are you doing? Yeah, actually, uh, season seven of CW's The Flash has finally mm-hmm. aired. Oh, yeah. Is this the last season? Have they said uh, They haven't it? said, or at least I haven't looked oh, okay. to see if they've said, because I really don't want it to end. <laughs> so right. Yeah, I, I kind of don't want to know yeah. if that's true. <laughs> la, 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 la. Right. It's really interesting the way that they set up their show. So most shows... Uh, they'll end on a cliffhanger, then they'll resolve that cliffhanger in the first episode, and then they'll move on to a new major story arc for that mm-hmm. season, right? Mm-hmm. That's not really what The Flash has been doing, especially the last couple of years. They seem to be ending on a, a moderate cliffhanger, you know, something crazy happens or some progression in the story arc. And then when the new season starts, they do address that a little bit, but they don't resolve it until the winter break. So they're kind of on this oh. like winter break ending of story arcs and then the spring starts the new story arc so it's kind of that new model where you know we have episodes starting in the fall then we come up to the winter break then there's a couple of months where they have nothing and then they come back Hmm. i like that about the flash because it allows you to watch it in a different order or a different time frame i guess than your some of your other shows which do have most of their story arcs on the season starting in the fall and ending in the end of spring or whatever Mm -hmm. and this one is a really good one i don't want to give a whole lot of spoilers away but essentially after the crisis on infinite earth thing that Mm -hmm. happened in the previous years which was modeled after story from the comic books they are now in a single earth there are no multiverse right now there is a mirror universe however like i'm it's not well not really universe it's like a mirror alternate reality thing and there's a villain from there who's kind of a good person but really a bad person kind of a thing that the flash is having to deal with plus the flash is losing his powers oh that's um and that's all happening from the last season so it's not really spoilers but it's carrying on the tradition of the arrow the other shows it's a little bit harder to get into but the flash if you enjoyed the arrow the flash is definitely the Mm -hmm. new flagship of the franchise 
That's an interesting structure. You're right. Yeah. Typically, you would just resolve the whatever was left over from last season and then start something new. But there, there's almost like these waves that are coming in. Like there's this arc and then another arc coming behind mm-hmm. and another arc. It probably helps to keep you engaged. I mean, it worked for it worked on you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, the fact that it's a comic book storyline doesn't hurt. But yeah. No, not at all. Yeah. It's like puppets. <laughs> right. It's exactly like puppets. I mean, exactly in, right? like puppets. <laughs> <laughs> Except with some artistic merit. I get it. I understand. <laughs> Well, that's what I've been watching. John, what about you? I am really excited to be talking about this show that I forgot was coming. Uh, Had I known it was coming out, it would have been what I was looking forward to last time we spoke. Probably pre-pandemic, I had heard about this show on its way out called Debris. I mentioned it to people. Nobody had ever heard of it. There was only one grainy trailer on YouTube that looks like somebody projected it on a wall and they recorded it off the wall. It was terrible. And there was no press about it. The premise looked really interesting to me. The idea was that there's debris of an alien spacecraft scattered all over Earth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's causing problems and these people are investigating it. But that's all I knew. And I figured, oh, the pandemic killed it. They had a pilot. They said, screw it. They're not going to do it. And then lo and behold, March 1st, bam, debris showed up like, holy crap. Now, it's not exactly what I expected, but I'm really going to recommend it. So spoiler alert, I did like it. (laughs) It starts in the middle of the story rather than being a pilot that starts with like, oh, here's the stuff crashing on Earth. No, 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 no. This has been going on for a few years. And the backstory they kind of unwind is that the Hubble telescope had spotted years ago the hulk of a destroyed alien spacecraft on a trajectory to crash on Earth. Oh, cool. And when it got here, of course, it burned up in the atmosphere because it's not like under power. It just is falling and it blows up and scatters all over the planet and it's littered all over the place. And the little pieces of the alien spacecraft, it reminds me of, remember the 4400 was a series where people disappeared Uh and they came back. And they came back, yeah. And then they all had special powers and people investigated that. It's that kind of vibe where it's planet wide, but it's not like people disappeared. It's about these pieces. And there's a nefarious bad corporation that's trying to gather all the pieces. But the show focuses around two investigators. There's this one female agent from MI6 and this male agent from the CIA. And they're working together, but they really don't trust each other, which is the interesting twist. They're like smiles in front of each other and they get on the phone and go, yeah, I think she has ulterior motives. Like they're both calling home and and like tattling on the other. And so they have some tension. And plus there's the science fiction aspect that we're all suckers for. This is a no brainer. If you like sci-fi, if you enjoyed X-Files or 4400, any of those kind of shows, it's really interesting the way it's fleshing out. Have either of you had a chance to check any of this yet? I just saw the, the good trailer. I guess it could. The, the good, the current one, right? And definitely, yeah. it's on my list of things to watch. I just like the whole premise of it because mm-hmm. it seems like it's if done right, it has a lot of legs to it. Yeah, like it can yeah. it could last a while. Like I said the trailer just looked intriguing. Like I saw the the one with the hotel maid mm-hmm. picks up the That's piece, the yep. and falls through like every floor of the building and yep. crashes into like the bottom floor or something. It was it was it looked weird. So I'm definitely looking forward to it, but I have not watched it yet. Yeah, I know that my son he picked up on this series. He was looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I know it's going to be one that we're going to apparently watch together now that i've heard that it's really good it'll probably be one that we stick with so just the fact that i mean he enjoys sci-fi and everything but he doesn't often come to me and say hey dad there's this new thing do we have this coming in for plex or what streaming services is on and stuff so he he did that with this one he did that with this one he had been (laughs) looking forward to it a little bit so i'm interested Uh to see how it plays out and if it becomes one of our regular staple shows. Yeah. And it doesn't lean into the sci-fi aspect. It's almost as if that is a little secondary. It's certainly in the forefront, but it's really about almost like an espionage story. 
and how it mm-hmm. affects people that it is in its orbit. Yeah, I mean, it's off to a good start. It was funny because I watched the trailer. I was like, oh my God, this looks so cool. I was getting like more and more excited. This is, yes, on NBC. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> they have a bad track record for yeah. sci fi. <laughs> but now yeah. you're saying it's good, though. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'm hopeful for the future of it. I don't know how long it's going to last, but, you know, knock on wood, debris. NBC and the Peacock. Mm-hmm. All right, Mo, what have you been checking out, my friend? I'm actually watching this older show that I never heard of until a couple of weeks ago when my daughter's like, have you ever seen a show called Letter Kenny? Yeah. And uh-huh. I was like, never heard of it. And she's like, you got to watch. She's like, super like, you got to watch it kind of thing. And let me tell you, I watched the first episode. And I was like, I didn't get it. Mm-hmm. But I said, you know, my daughter recommended it, though. Let me give it a little bit of time. I'm somewhat addicted to this show now. It's just a weird, (laughs) weird show, which apparently like the guy who writes it and created it and is the main character in it, like he's Mm -hmm. the main guy in it. It's just a weird show. I can't even explain it. It's all centered around very extreme characters, almost like archetypes of certain things, you know. They're all very colorful, you know, very funny. Like, what the endears them is that they're all, like, extremely loyal to each other. Mm -hmm. You know, they may fight within themselves, but if there's, like, an outside issue, they all, like, band together immediately to fight whatever it is. It's just, like, a really just, I don't know, I can't describe it. It's just a funny show that you have to watch a couple episodes to get. I have seen it. George, are you familiar with Letterkenny? Is this even you've heard of? I thought maybe somebody was writing to one of the kids on South Park. I wasn't sure. (laughs) You wouldn't be far off, actually. No. (laughs) I've heard people compare Letterkenny to a live action R-rated King of the Hill because it's very rural. Yeah. It centers around just guys that are just hanging out, you know, sipping on beer or whatever and talking. Having weird conversations. Yeah, it's mostly just, it, but it's the writing is really like long, long takes of monologues and yeah, it, you're right. It's pretty hard to explain, but once you've seen it, it's unmistakable. Yeah. Letter yeah, Kenny. It's definitely unique. I don't even know. It's been going on for six or seven years yeah. now. It's not new. No, but the ceases are like six episodes. Like the yeah, first sure. couple yep. they did because he didn't think it was going to last. <laughs> so they just didn't want to invest too much time into it. Understandable. And then it just took off. It like apparently won awards in Canada. They think their TV program. It's, it's hard to describe. And the, the, even the main character, like the way he moves is weird. The way he talks is odd. It's definitely Canadian. Yeah, I needed to get my Canadian to English dictionary for a couple of scenes. Because <laughs> yep. I was like, what right. the hell are they talking about? And then it actually made it funnier when I actually realized what it was. So how much have you watched of it now that you finally I got into like, it? I watched probably the first three seasons. Like, I said that much. Like, there's oh, wow, episodes too. you're tearing through it. Okay. Yeah, but there's short i mean they're half hour yeah things so they're nice they're bite-sized bite-sized. episodes you kind they of are, blow really them pretty quick i'm really liking it it's just a it's and apparently it's still going on so it's just a it's just a weird show i can't even describe it properly you just have to watch it i think it's very telling of what's uh what's going on in the theaters right now that all of our media picks are tv shows mm-hmm. which is uh, pretty appropriate yeah <laughs> the few movies they're coming out they're on streaming and it's almost like a tv show itself but some good stuff to check out both new new and old all right when we get right back we're going to jump into tech and toys stick around My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out. Just focus right here and press the button. It's okay. Yeah, that's, that's it. Hold it. Just a nice smile. Polaroid's SX-70 Land Camera. There's nothing like the kick of seeing your pictures develop in minutes before your eyes. 
Now there's an SX-70 with a different viewing system that's about half the price of this one. Why don't you get one for yourself? I'll take one. All right, we're getting into tech and toys. Mm. And I actually have something to talk about, which is awesome. But I want to start with you, John, because you have something that I'm actually really interested about because I'm in the market for this thing. So what do you got Are for you? us? Okay, yeah. So I mentioned a few episodes ago that I picked up the new Galaxy S21 Ultra mm. Super Duper uh, flagship cell yeah. phone. I've been enjoying that, that monster phone. When I got it, now previous iterations, like you would buy the phone, they give you a free set of earbuds. That wasn't quite the case here, but since I did a trade in, they gave me a bunch of credit. And one of the things I purchased with my phone were the new Galaxy Buds Pro, the truly wireless in-ear earbuds, right? So we've, we have what the AirPods and the Buds Pro and all the different ones that are running around out there. The reason I was most interested in these and why I wanted to pick them up, they're like $199. They go on sale for like $149 here and there. They're not cheap for Headphones. things that are smaller than a ping pong ball that you can easily lose. But they are active noise canceling. Uh, not just the passive, they have something stuck in your ear, but they have external microphones and they have active like waveform cancellation in them. And I was curious how that would go. Yeah. Now I have some really nice wired Bose active noise canceling headphones that I use on the plane. And I swear when you put them in your ear, for a second you think you go deaf because all of yeah. a sudden like there's no sound. What's going on? And it really cancels any of the ambient hum of a motor or background chatter. So these Galaxy Buds Pro, they're smaller than previous ones. They have like a six or seven hour life. Plus you can put them in the charging box and they have another you know four or five charges to them. But it's the features of them that specifically work with Samsung devices that I wanted to talk about that make them really, really cool. First, recommend them. Absolutely. If you're in the market, these are the top of the line that, that Samsung makes right now in this line. They're touch capacitive surfaces, just like the last Galaxy Buds are. But it's the software logic they have in it. The noise canceling is pretty darn good. Not as good maybe as wired ones that I have, but pretty amazing. So you put them in your ear, like I was in a restaurant the other day and there was a kid crying and there was noises and clattering and everything. And I put these things in to listen to a YouTube video and all that just dies away. It just gets nice, nice and almost mutes in the background. But the problem you often have with that, here's the software component I wanted to talk about, is that often when you do that, I was at a restaurant, a waitress walks by and she goes, like, oh crap, uh -huh. pull this out of my ear. What is that? What's that, ma'am? And you, you know, ask what she said. So they added a thing like you're in, the, like you're Uhura in Star Trek. You put your finger up to your <laughs> ear and you just touch it, hold it, and it disables the noise canceling. In fact, it enhances the outside world and pipes it straight in your ear so you can clearly hear what's going on. So oh, like you're in an airport, cool. you know, and there's an announcement, you hold your finger up and touch that thing and you can hear the outside world even better than you would have even without it. But on top of that, even without having to reach up and do anything, they added this cool feature that if you turn it on, if it hears your voice, if it hears you say something, like you say, what was that? It recognizes you're talking and it disables the noise cancellation and brings in the outside world for a certain amount of time, like five, 10 seconds, and then turns it back on. That's interesting. It's so smart, but it also, it'll get you because I'm watching a video and it's going along. Or... Right. And I go, that would never happen. And all of a sudden my headphones stop working. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh no. They're working. It's just that I heard my voice. It heard me say something. It's definitely improvement over the previous ones. And the software they put in it is great. They feel good. They look good. I got the black ones. They're just like this onyx kind of shiny mm -hmm. thing. And they fit in your ears. They have the, the buds, the tips and everything. Uh, they feel great. They sound great. It's pretty darn pricey. Like I said, at 200 yeah. bucks. But, you know, if you're in the market, pretty darn good. So, Mo, I will give you a link to throw down in the show notes. Yeah, if you want to go look at them on Amazon. As I said, they go on sale periodically. They're definitely worth a look. Even if you don't want these, you should use them as a 
baseline comparison when you go shopping to find out if mm-hmm. they have comparable features because this is really, really a nice pair of wireless buds. Cool. George, how about you, man? What are you checking out in tech? Well, uh, I'm going to have quite a bit to do in the tech and toy segment for at least the next, I don't know, 10 or 15 episodes. I just recently turned 50 <laughs> years old. Yeah, congratulations. Birthday. You made it. Thank you. Welcome to the club. I made it. Yeah, I'm not dead yet. So <laughs> I, um, I had a really nice birthday and my family went all out, which was really nice, especially during nice. you know COVID and pandemic and everything. You can't yeah. really do anything with other people. So it was just sure. my immediate family my mother, my wife, and my kids, they bought an ungodly amount of items to give to me, not to mention (laughs) just pure money. Like my wife made this little box that was, it was set up like those uh, magical ribbons that you, uh, the magician pulls out of his sleeve or out of something and it just never ends. Right. (laughs) Right, Well, she did that with $10 bills. So (laughs) she gave me 50 $10 bills for my 50th birthday. Abracadabra. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. I just kept pulling $10 bills. They were all taped together in this long line. of bills. (laughs) Anyway, the other thing that they did was they just gave me tons and tons of tech and toys that I'll be talking about over the next coming weeks. The first one that I want to bring up is something that we've probably talked about on our YouTube channel and probably the podcast here and there, I don't know, 20 times or so. And it's from Super <laughs> Impulse. They're these uh-huh. little tiny arcade games. The little cabinets. And if you haven't yeah. seen these, you can see them in places like Cracker Barrel. They sell them. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they sell them at Walmart or Target or other things. I'm sure, but they're, yeah. I don't know what, they're like four or five inches tall. Mm-hmm. But they're a playable arcade game yep. with some form. I don't think it's the original ROM, but it's a version of the game. And the reason why I'm not sure is because the screen is so damn small. I can barely see it. But, <laughs> but they look like little arcade cabinets, right? They do. They're, yeah. they're, they're all cute. molded around the same form factor. So they're just slapping different boards and different labels on them. Yeah. John, you mm-hmm. had one where uh, you showed it on the channel and you showed the different hoppers, I think, that can be soldered in so that you can play different versions of the game. I've seen people have a little selector Yeah, you switches. go in and change, change those jumpers out. Usually they have several on one board. And they just turn one on for the uh, economy of scale. Just make one board and throw one jumper, right? Exactly. Yeah. So the one that I got, or that I'm going to talk about this time, I got a, several of them. I got Frogger. Okay. Oh, okay. I was kind of wondering, because like, I enjoyed Frogger, but I wasn't like a super huge Frogger fan. Yeah. Uh-huh. But man, this is actually fairly easy to play on this little small form factor. <laughs> I didn't realize, you know, some of the other games are going to be really difficult because they're fast paced and you have to move the ship or whatever around really quickly right, but frogger yeah. is kind of it's a little bit Just more laid traffic, back right? it's <laughs> yeah pretty low key. it is yeah it is <laughs> so it was really easy to play i i played through four levels the first try just having fun it was it was a blast That's i good. really like this game now there are some things about it that are a little weird like trying to figure out i was like which button puts coins in which button starts mm-hmm. neither one did it was the joystick that <laughs> really okay did the coin start huh. thing and i'm like <laughs> huh, okay right. that's weird that's not, yeah that's odd <laughs> lots of fun the graphics the little stickers on it are really reminiscent of the original the marquee yeah. lights up which is nice nice i took the keychain off just because what the hell do you need a keychain for? Dumb, you're not right? gonna hang this on your pocket or <laughs> it's way too big to yeah it's not but super right. impulse does these things and they're like 20 bucks mm-hmm. you know you could probably find them cheaper somewhere on sale or something but i really like it and i'm gonna i'm got several of these things now so i've got my little miniature arcade for my action figures set up uh, not my dolls because i don't have dolls i have action figures but <laughs> they're articulated men 
That's right. That's right. They're not dolls or and dragons. being that it's a birthday gift, it just made it all the more special. So yeah, Doubly that's nice. what I got. Nice. This week. They do a really nice job with those little things. And they're surprisingly playable. If they were any smaller, mm-hmm. it would, it would you'd start right? to really, then it's just a like a gimmick. But right. They're right at the right size. They're like you said, four or five inches tall, whatever. They're definitely something that's fun to pick up. And you're, you're not going to do like your marathon run or your world record set on that. No. But as no. a, as a time kill, <laughs> delightful. Oh, I yeah, would I love to see like a world record keepsake place or something like Twin Galaxies for these things. That would for be those, funny as right. well. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the batteries ran out. I almost won. Yep. <laughs> Plus, I think they look nice on your shelf, too, when you get a whole little line of them. They I mean, do. I think they just look very oh, cool. Oh, shelf right? candy. They're gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. And I have that Dragon's Lair cabinet that I got from New Wave Toys. And mm-hmm. it's funny because three of these little tiny impulses, they line up perfectly in front of the width of that cabinet. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. So it's like a, like a shrine of... It is. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mo, what about you? What have you got for your own tech and toy segment since that's a rare occurrence? It is, it is. And just, this, I guess, kind of falls under the toy thing. And so what makes this really cool is like, not so much that I have it, but how I went about getting it. Okay. So not to very lead. It's the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Player Handbook from 1978. Ooh. Okay. Nice. Nice. Vintage. Vintage one. And the fact that I got it was one, it kind of sparked like, ooh, I want to get all of them now, which I am now in the market trying to find all of the original books in those. And it's not in great condition, but that doesn't really matter. What happened was that John actually found it in a store in St. Augustine. Oh, is this is, the one that I yes. put out on our on our YouTube story? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Can I start this story? And I want to hear, I want to hear your side of it. So all right, all right. the very short version is that uh, I took a day. We Damn. went down to St. Augustine. That's a this, shame, Mo. What happened? This is Mo's own segment. He finally has something and John's <laughs> taking over the damn story. I'm not taking it. Dude, I'm setting it's, it's, him up. It's like, it's like life. You know, I'm, I'm going to set it, it and Mo's going to spike it. That's what we're doing. <laughs> as, is it okay with you, Mo? Can I yeah, tell please. my part of the story? I, would, I would appreciate it, actually. Okay. Please go for it. All right. George is angry on your behalf, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, I took a day trip down to St. Augustine. There's a little nerd store that I always visit there. They have, you know, the toys and tchotchkes and comics and action figures. And I saw on the shelf, they had this vintage of several Dungeons and Dragons books. And the one that jumped out at me was the one that looked like it came from the UK. It was a different color than I'd seen. Mm-hmm. I took a picture. I posted a story on our uh, our YouTube stories. And I even posted to our friends on Discord. I said, look, great. Just want to show it to you. I didn't buy it because I never use it. And I said, I'm just going to leave it here in the store for someone that would really appreciate it. And that was the end of my part of the story. Yeah. So, Mo, what happened on your end? So, I saw the story, (laughs) right? And initially, I admit, I was like... What the fuck? You didn't call me. You didn't tell me about this. You know, I find no. out through a YouTube story that you I'm found. Sorry. This, but I was like, okay. So actually, it turned out good because I was like, you know, it was weekend. I was like, called my daughter. I was like, what are you guys up to? And she, they were like, oh, not doing anything. He's like, want to take a trip to St. Augustine with me? So I was like, sure. So we turned into a whole day. We went down to St. Oh, Augustine. Wow. Okay. We walked around St. Augustine a little bit and went to the store at three thirty. Like, be back at four. And oh I'm no! Like, and I'm watching the person at the counter eating, and I'm. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, all right, fine. Went and got a popsicle, came back, went to the shelf immediately, saw the book was there. 20 bucks, sold. Done deal. Done yeah. deal. Had dinner on the way back. You know, it was, it was a nice day. It turned out to be a good day. What makes it special is a couple things. One is I kind of like the fact that it's not in great condition. I mean, it looks like somebody 
who used the book. Like it's not like ripped well up and used torn, love. but it's well mm-hmm. like I almost mm-hmm. felt like I was opening my original copy. You know what I mean? Like because yeah. it was not like pristine or anything like that. And the fact that I now have a day of events associated with it, so it's not huh. me just yeah. running to the store grabbing it and coming back. It's like yeah. no, I had a great day with my daughter and her husband, and or me. ordering off of eBay or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Plus, I discovered the store. I had not been there before, which the store itself is pretty cool. Actually, they have a lot of stuff in there. Now you see, that's why I didn't call you. I wanted you to have this experience mode. <laughs> that's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> that was all part of my master plan. So so tell us about the book. It is from the UK, right? Isn't it? It, it's, it is. It's, it's a UK version, but it's the original Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. This is before they even went to version two or three. It's just called right. Advanced just AD&D. AD&D. Yep. Mm. Got Gary Gygax, 1978, the original first edition of it. Not that that really matters, but it's the first right. edition. It's worn. It's been used. It's been loved. You know, I, I almost opened the cover and expected to see my name written on the inside cover. Right. You're just penciled in. Because that's what I used to do with all my books. Reading through it, it just brought me back to those days, you know, when the rules were complicated, but not like they are today. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You only had to deal with like a few races, not like 50,000, which made the game a lot more approachable, I think. But no, it was was a very cool book and I'm I'm happy I got it. Now I'm just on the hunt for the Monster Manual and the Dungeon Master's Guide. So did find them on eBay, but it's not the same. Good, yeah. All right, I promise. If I see them in the wild, I will not just take a picture and not call you next time. Now that I, I know you're collecting, that. I appreciate so. that. <laughs> Coming up on Five Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not. It's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because. The news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Colonel Steve Austin, the $6 million man and the new Bionic Transport and Repair Station. The rocket's crashing! We'll put him in the Bionic Repair Station. We can rebuild him. We'll replace the modules in the Bionic arm. No injury here. We'll have to check his eye. Bionic eye, A-OK. Six million dollar man, ready for action. New Bionic Transport and Repair Station sold separately. The six million dollar man, new from Kenner. This is the main event of the podcast. For the three in attendance locally and the millions listening around the world. Ladies and gentlemen, GXG Gaming Division. Hiding out of the red corner. (laughs) John. Yes, sir. What are you playing this week? I am playing Lunar Lander. What? Oh, well, kind of. Okay. Sort of. So that fell off a cliff real quick. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we played that back in the 80s. Or 70s. Yeah, we did. 70s, yeah. Yeah. So allow me to expand. I'm kind of playing Lunar Lander. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) A brand new game just dropped on Steam. It's also on some other platforms called Gravitrex Arcade. It's kind of a spiritual successor to Lunar Lander, which is why I said that. But legally different. uh, Yes, technically legally different. (laughs) That's right. Gravitrex Arcade, it looks Lunar Landry. So this is a game that I picked up because first the aesthetic, I just went, bam, that's what I want to see. 
It's a square aspect ratio. Screw you guys with widescreen TVs. We're playing on a square screen. It's that vector look. It's like the bright, glowing green screen like lines. Actually. So yeah. it looks like Lunar Lander, Battle Zone, or Asteroids, yeah. or you know, Tempest. Any of those things looks gorgeous, but it's all just green and black. That's not true. There's a little bit of color, just accents. And the concept is you have a spaceship that you are trying to land on a platform. Okay. But it starts on a platform. So every level is a screen that you have to get from where your ship is to another platform somewhere else and avoid crashing your ship on the way. Oh, so Lunar Lander had like the caverns and... Yep, 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 like down through caverns or up through, you know, different shapes, different obstacles. Lunar Lander always reset the screen whenever you went from one level to another. It did, yeah. You're saying that this continues? Lunar Lander start like you're coming down from space, right? Right, So this one, each level you start landed and then the level you have to make your way to another platform. Now, if that were all it was, it might be fun as a distraction, but there's a lot more to it. So the first big twist is you have two ships you have to deal with. You have ship one and ship two, and they have to land on platform one and platform two. They're designated where they must go. Oh, okay, okay. And you can tag team between the ships. You tap a button and you're driving one ship. You tap the button, you're driving the other ship. If you hold down the button, one ship will stay in like stationary orbit. He'll just hover to allow you to to, uh, to have them work together. Oh, okay. I was about to ask. I'm like, it actually hovers when you do that? It will. It will actually hover. And there's obstacles that you have to move and your ships have a grappling hook. So you can get over something, throw a grapple down and lift a you know, crate out of the way or lift, lift an obstacle or open a door. Huh. It's designed to be a single player or double player game. A second person can drive that second ship if you have two people sitting locally. Okay. They can grab a controller and you can work together cool. and have to dodge each other. The thrust from your ship has physics. If you get caught in the wash of someone else's thrust, that can throw you out of alignment, right? So you have to be careful. Oh man. All of the work is done. Unlike Lunar Lander, you like tilted left, tilted right, and did a thrust. Right, you rotate your little guy around. Yeah. This is, on a standard controller, you use the two bumpers for left and right thrust. It's a real finesse oh. game. It's like, you know, you have to, if you just hold them down, you're going to rocket to the top and smash into the roof, right? Oh, so it's not like the original one where you had just one rocket no, 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 no. You have, you have, you have left and right rockets. Oh. Ooh. Across the bottom ooh. of the screen, for both of your ships, you have all these different systems that could go wrong. <laughs> Touching an obstacle doesn't necessarily break your ship right away. It just might damage systems. Like right thruster is, is failing, so it doesn't have much thrust. You have to doubly thrust with the right instead of the left. Or fuel is leaking. Or attitude control is out. Like you won't hover normally. All kinds of little things can go wrong. Oh, you could still pull out of a nosedive. You can still save it, but it gets harder if you have smashed into something. And then finally, if you're going really, really badly, you can get self-destruct uh, and you have a <laughs> finite number of ships between the two. I love that. <laughs> wow. If, if things are going bad, you can just blow yourself up and start just over blow again. Up, it's all over. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> so is it as uh, frustrating as it sounds? Yes, it is. <laughs> and it's delightful. Yeah, because you mentioned earlier that it was two player and you can play together to work in tandem. And, do, and I'm like, no, it's just going to turn into twin cop. It's just going to be two people yeah. screaming and yelling at each other. It's definitely a fight-inducing game if you play two players in the same room. <laughs> yes, it would be. Especially if you get somebody in your backwash, you know, it's like, ah. It's designed for couch co-op. I mean, you can play through Parsec, of course, but for the arcade aspect of it, so it's not called Gravitrex. It's called Gravitrex Arcade, and I want to highlight the things about it that make it arcade. So first, it's like an arcade game. You start at level one every time. There's no progression. There's no continue. There are 35 levels. You get as far as you can, get the best score you can. And that goes up on the global leaderboards that is online. So keep track. It's it's a high score game. That's what it's about. Second, they have designed a way. If you want to put this into a cabinet, it can 
accept quarters and credits. Oh, nice. They've designed it to work in a real arcade machine or your home arcade machine. You can push insert coin. Hence the Gravitrex arcade title. Yes. Yeah. So like it says, you know, it push start, coin is in, and you can start playing. It absolutely maps to the controllers you'd want. That's interesting. That's really cool. Yeah. And so uh, we contacted Dynamic Entertainment that made this game. They sent us a key. We are doing a live stream of this with the developer in the chat. We're doing that tonight. So for you, it's available to go back and watch the replay. I've been playing a ton of this since I got the key, just so I don't look like a total noob playing on the live stream. I think I've made it to level four ish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Out of 35. But even when you die, it's a puzzle game at its heart. It's not just land the ship. It's how do I navigate this? How do I get past this obstacle? What's the challenge here? There's a lot more to it than Lunar Lander, and I have really been enjoying it. I would have bought it outright had I not gotten a review copy. So let me ask yeah. games that like this, what make them for me better is if. I feel I'm actually getting better. Like, and more I play, like I get more skilled at it. Is it like mm-hmm. a game where you actually can develop those like kind of muscle memory skills to kind of help get you through the early levels? One hundred percent. Okay. So if, if Lunar Lander was based in physics, this one is doubly based in physics. So you know you have the left and right thrust, you have attitude control, you have hovering, and there's the physics of the pieces you move around. Like you pick something up and drop it, where it falls could be a problem. So you put it down in the right place, and just like the finesse, I'll tell you the first time I played. Played the game. I pushed the two thrusters, smacked into the roof, and I'm like, "Well, that's not how you play this game." Yeah, right. Yeah. But you gradually learn, like the finesse involved, just tapping the thrusters and how to work through narrow corridors. You definitely will get that feeling of I'm getting good. I'm becoming okay. That's the spaceship pilot. Yeah, got it. It is cool. Very cool. How much is it? Do you know? I think it runs like fifteen or twenty bucks. It's brand new. It just came out just the beginning of March, so it's brand spanking new. So we'll put a link down in the show notes where you can go and watch the replay of our live stream. But also, we'll put a link down there to the, the game's page on Steam if you want to go yeah, take a look at absolutely. it. Absolutely. I'm definitely going to look if at it. If you this like one. Lunar Lander, any of those classic arcade games, it is definitely one you should check out. It's 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 a lot of fun already. I think we're going to have fun in that live stream, too. Awesome. Watching you crash is always fun. <laughs> wait, wait, wait a minute. That's that's not the part you should be enjoying. It should be my successes you celebrate. Yeah, right, George? Too. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> Speaking of George, I'm curious to know, George, what you have been playing. Now that the A to Z series is over, you can play anything yeah. you want. The A to oh Z series is over. Yeah, thank goodness. What have you been playing? Well, you know, you reached out to Dynamic Entertainment and got that really cool Gravitrex game. That's a mm-hmm. awesome. However, we did also have a company reach out to us to review a game, which was really nice. So Lion Castle reached out to mm-hmm. us and they wanted us to take a look at a game that's essentially a spiritual successor to Crazy Taxi. Oh, this wow. is called right. Taxi yep. Chaos. Crazy Taxi. God, I don't think I had more yeah. fun being so bad at the game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like a floaty car physics yeah. and bouncing over the streets of San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So they have this game that they've released on several different platforms, PS4, Xbox One. The key code that they gave us was for the Nintendo Switch. Okay. And I'm not a Nintendo Switch person. I have a couple of them here at the house, but mostly my son and my wife play them. I don't really play that Mm -hmm. platform. But I was like, okay, well, since they gave us a Switch key, I'll give it a try. Yeah. I forgot how good the Switch is at playing games. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So that was nice. But this game is definitely a spiritual successor to Crazy Taxi, if not 
like you could have called this crazy taxi too. really okay, really? okay. like direct it's yeah, almost it. direct like it's got the the cartoonish graphics and it's got the snippy comments and oh, the okay, little good. weird dialogue things it's got music as you're driving around you pull up to people and it's got that little circle that you have to pull into mm-hmm, in order to pick mm-hmm. a person yep, up yep. and then you have the little arrow up above your head that's kind of pointing the direction oh, where to oh, go wow, and it wow, moves it really is. as you this go this is just crazy yeah. taxi it's crazy taxi. exactly <laughs> which is not a bad no. thing no, 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 no. It's really good. The only problem that I have is I can't get out of level one. <laughs> I apparently suck. Like, I can't get anybody to their destination. I'm such a bad crazy taxi taxi chaos driver that i can't get anybody anywhere do you wreck or do you run out of time or I do run you out of time are, most of the oh, time i mean okay you don't wreck in a way that the people jump out of the cab or at least i haven't yet your cab you can make it jump which i don't remember uh-uh. that from that crazy taxi it wasn't something huh. in the original but Not there's either. a button i think it's the a button or something like that you jump up with your taxi and you can as you're driving to your destination, I guess, as you get better as a driver, you can do stunts and that adds to your score, apparently, for that trip. Okay. Which, okay. if That's I was new. a passenger, that would not add to right. the tip that I would give to that taxi driver. <laughs> Fewer barrel rolls, please. All right. <laughs> yeah, but that original one, actually, I remember that the more, like, close calls and stuff you had, the more your tip went up. Mm. Uh, so okay. it's probably so it's playing, playing off of that. that. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, okay. There are special people that you can pick up that have extra bonuses and things like that. It is a blast of a game. I, I don't know about the price now. The price right now is $35. So this game just came out. A Switch? So they're obviously very proud of it, and they want to do something well with it. I don't Mm. know about Switch games. I don't know how much the prices are, but I could see paying (laughs) $29.99. Seems like it would be a price point, but the extra $5.01 make it feel a little (laughs) like, eh, okay. I don't know why. It just makes me feel that way. You've Um, just gone too far. But I would probably be happy buying this game at that if I was a big switch player Mm -hmm. i don't play xbox anymore and i don't use ps any of those systems never really have i mostly play on steam so i'm interested to see if there is a steam version at some point but Mm -hmm. um yeah for right now it's available on those platforms if you enjoyed crazy taxi at all you will definitely enjoy taxi chaos now remember last episode you had trouble with your mondrian blocks (laughs) but you took them to your wife and she did it right away so have (laughs) you asked your wife to play crazy i have not taxi chaos and see if maybe it's just you no she's she doesn't play a lot of video games she only okay. on this thing at first the first game that we got on switch was the same one everybody got the zelda game no oh, sure and she yeah. played that for about an hour or two for like four or five days in a row and then she pretty much went back to doing her normal games which are on her phone just a little slidey puzzle or gym matching yeah. type games my son plays switch quite a bit more often but he has his own switch and i don't know if this is a type of game he would enjoy i'm gonna let him play it mm-hmm. and see if he would like it but so far we just haven't been able to sync up on our schedules if you like crazy taxi i could definitely recommend this game it's probably worth the 35 i just can't get past level one to figure that out <laughs> you can't get all the enjoyment out of it yet because you're not quite there right. <laughs> so with what you've seen of it would you be comfortable giving it a rating or um yeah i w- i think i would probably give this three and three quarters tokens it's a solid game 
There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. I mean, in the emails, they said, hey, please don't list your review until this date. By the way, there's a patch that we have coming out because we've gotten some feedback from beta testers and stuff. Okay. So, you know, to keep that in mind, I didn't have any problems with the game. It started right up. It mm-hmm. played instantly. You get to choose between a couple of drivers and a couple of cars at the beginning. I had no problems with the game other yeah. than I sucked. The, the game itself was fine. <laughs> You'll okay. see the bugs to level yeah. two, so. Right. <laughs> Maybe. They started there. Yeah. Like you, I also don't spend much time on consoles. I would like to see this come out on a PC platform because I think I would like, I think I'm ready to play some more crazy taxi style game in Taxi Chaos. I think that would be fun. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty podcast. There's a fragrance that's here today and they call it different fragrance that thinks your way yeah they call it charlie kind of young kind of now charlie kind of free kind of as we come in the back half of the show here, we always like to take a few moments to talk about what we're looking forward to between now and the next time we get together to record this show. And George, we're going to talk with you. I want to know what you are looking forward to coming up. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to talking about more of the 50th birthday gifts that I got. I, I know that sounds self-serving <laughs> and pretentious, but I don't give a shit. I enjoy are, yeah. my birthday quite a bit. It's our damn show. We'll talk what we want. <laughs> and I was just really uh, humbled, I guess is the right word, by by all the things that my family did for me on my 50th birthday. I mean, I didn't have an expectation growing up that I would make it to 50. So the <laughs> fact that I did was nice. And then to have all this uh, affection showered upon me during that day uh, really made it special. And I think that there are quite a few Gen Xers who either have just recently become 50 mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of years or about to become 50. So I think it's an important milestone for our generation now uh, that's coming up. And as we've talked about in the past, now our generation, we're a little bit older, we have more money to spend. And so, of course, they're targeting us with all these nostalgic items, Yeah, you know, like my little frog. You might have spool of $10 bills available. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I think I want to talk more about these birthday gifts that I got just to share the nostalgic awesomeness that we can experience now that we're 50. That's cool. Well, I'm looking forward to that too. Thanks, George. <laughs> what about you, John? You looking forward to anything or are you just going to sit there and listen to me about talk about my birthday gifts? I can do both. I'm going to look forward to what you have to talk about. But also back kind of mid-pandemic, South Park put out their South Park pandemic special. There's this <laughs> right? hour-long thing and it was hilarious. Oh, yeah. I think I watched it three times. It was, they just touched on everything going, because pandemic isn't just the pandemic. It's everything that was happening. It was it was civil and social unrest in the United States. Mm-hmm. It was all the fires in California. Right. It was a murder hornets. Everything was happening at once, right? And they made, like nobody else can, they poked great fun at it. Well, I found out that coming up on March 10th is the South Park vaccination special. They're <laughs> oh, doing Jesus. another special. <laughs> and I've not seen anything about it. I just saw it exist. The fact, it, it, sight unseen, I know I'm going to oh, love yeah. it. They just... 
they have a great way of, they don't care who they make fun of and poke fun at. They're somehow immune from cancel culture. I think everyone has been, it's been around so long. They understand this is all in the spirit of can't we poke fun at each other. And like so many people can't, South Park can. They do a great job of it. I love what they do there. Yeah. So the vaccination specials on March 10th on Comedy Central. And I cannot wait for my part. Mm. So Mo, how about you? What are you looking forward to? Now that WandaVision's over, I'm really looking forward to this one now, which is the Falcon and Witcher Soldier, which is coming out mm. March 19th on Disney+. Ah. Plus. Yeah, that would have been on my okay. list if I didn't have my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> one is, I think the Falcon and Witcher Soldier characters, I think it's just a great team matchup just from like the from the Witcher Soldier movie. Like the fact that they're like kind of snarky to each other and they're, you know, mm-hmm. I, yep. I think it's just going to be a great kind of buddy copish sort of feel, I think. Yeah. You know, where they don't get along at first and they kind of learn to get along. Yeah. And I saw the trailer for it. And it just looks like it looks like I'm watching part of a movie. I, I think it's going to be just a lot of fun, a lot of action. That's Marvel for you. you know, and yeah. bringing back characters that I like and can associate with. So I assume, George, that you were looking forward to. Well, the fact that it's a TV show that they get to bring back people who acted in the films is kind of rare, Yeah, but it's nice that Marvel does that. I mean, we haven't seen it in a little while. I guess uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.s was the last time that I noticed where, you know, they took uh, Samuel L. Jackson and put him on that show for an episode or so. Right. But it's nice to see that there's a whole series. It's like WandaVision, but, you know, I, I think I'm more in tune with this series than I am the WandaVision one. Sure. Well, it's a chance to really explore those characters more. I mean, the, the thing that made Marvel Comics made makes makes Marvel Comics, and I think the Marvel films is they focus more on the the frailties and flaws of the people who happen to be superheroes. Mm-hmm. And in a series, you're going to be able to do that even more. I mean, WandaVision is a great example. We spent a whole season delving into two characters' ramifications of them out of the series. So, really good opportunity. It was funny that uh, my son and my daughter was like, "Wow, that's kind of a weird matchup, Winter Soldier Falcon." I'm like, "There was a whole comic book series, yeah. Captain America and the Falcon." Mm-hmm. Was a long running series of Marvel that I loved. And I'm like, yeah. you know, and oh, I think yeah. this is just like a callback to that, which again, I think it's going to be awesome. All right. A lot of great stuff to look forward to. Stick around. We will be right back. Starfire, born of steel, the new Starfire from Olds Starfire, the sporty little four seater you didn't expect from Olds. Starfire, new Super Coupe, born with road sense. V6 for economy and performance. A standard four-speed shift. Starfire. It's a good feeling to have an old around you. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. That is just about going to put a ribbon on this episode of the Gen X A Grown Up Podcast. Before we leave, we'd love to take a moment here toward the end to thank the people that support us financially, a generous squad of people that give just a few bucks every single month, both uh, over on Patreon and on YouTube to support what we do. And I want to call out and thank each and every one of you. First, those Patreon folks, <gasps> Mike C, Stu Monkey, Chris, <laughs> Miss So, Lee, Agile, Dan, Shelby, Jason, Ben, Greg, L, Butterspider, Greg Z, Matt, Marcus, Arlem, Sean, Chad, Levi, David, Davis, Travis, Chet, Chewbacca, Thomas, Blaster, Stash, Dana, Uno Clay, 
Tony, Slow Mo, Mark, Jonathan H, T2, and new since we last spoke, wow. Aaron wow. joined us as a patron. We met him on a live stream. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Aaron. Love to have you here. And then there are those people that click that join button over on YouTube, our members on YouTube, and that is Mike C, Blast and Stash, and Mike B, Mike M, Stubaka, Marcus T2, Miso, Doc, and new since we last spoke, Pale Blue wow. joined us over there. Very cool. Thank you, Pale Blue. Love to have you. You'll notice some, some overlap. Some people in both places, super generous, hyper generous people. We love each and every one of you. If you would like to join this roster of supporters, George, would you tell the fine fourth listeners how they can get that done? Absolutely. All you have to do is head over to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash genxgrownup. You create that free account, then you head over to the non-free section. You hand us $1. We love you. You love us. $2. <laughs> we love each other doubly as much. $3 gets you in all the behind the scenes ideas stuff and all the cool videos. And then we have some new levels up there. I think there's now a 5 and a $10 level and anything. Whatever you want to donate, we're super happy. However, you can also head over to any of our videos over on YouTube. There's a little join button mm-hmm. right next to the subscribe button. You click that, $2.99 a month, and you instantly become a YouTube member where you get all these cool little perks like little badges next to your name. You get these little increased things like in Pac-Man where the cherry and the strawberry and all this <laughs> stuff and these special emojis you get to use. Yeah. It's so much fun. We call you out specially whenever we see your name in the chat on live streams. It is a ton of fun. All we're asking is for a little bit of financial support and we appreciate every single one of you who does that. Right you are. Man, man, it puts fuel in the tank. We really appreciate all you guys. That is going to wrap it up for this edition of the show, but we'll be back in two weeks with a regular edition. But next week is the backtrack. We pick that single nostalgic topic and dig in deep. Mo, this one is all about you, brother. What are we talking about next week on the backtrack? So let me tell you, like we've had a lot of backtracks before where I'm kind of like straw man. I don't really understand. So I just sort of fill in the gaps there. But let me tell you, this one, I'm all in. The next backtrack, we're going to be talking about God. Godzilla in all Godzilla. his mm. awesome glory. <laughs> and, and we're going to go to the history, the movies, the pop culture references. I mean, it's just going to be awesome. I am so looking forward to doing this backtrack. Well, he's the king of the monsters. He, he deserves our is. respect. And especially since Kong is about to kill him in the upcoming we'll, we'll movie. It's appropriate. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> I like Kong too. So, you know, it's, it's right. yeah, yeah. choosing between your kids. You know how you do that. That's coming your way Thursday. You don't want to miss that one. Until then, I am John. George, thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Always fun, man. Fourth listener, it's you we appreciate most of all, though, and we will talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. And wanted us to do a review of it. What's the name of that damn okay. company again? <laughs> was lying something. Hold on, I'll, I'll give you <laughs> I closed it. We immediately all took it out of our brains. And <laughs> that's right. You're like, well, that's facts I don't need. Yeah. One sec. Uh, Lion Castle. Lion Castle. Do you know how much it costs? Uh, I never talked about that up. in any of the email and I didn't look at the press One kit. million it's dollars. Switch, Xbox One, PS4, PS4, PS5. I'm going to look. $35 on the Switch. Okay. Ooh, well, right. that's probably, for a Switch game, it's probably not that bad. Yeah. Okay. You want to pitch to me again? We'll just start. Sure, over. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. <clears throat> oh, Mo has a comment about this, and so I'll find a pause. I'm just trying to start using it because it's a nice feature. I was not Sorry. prepared for that. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> want to do that segment again? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, nope, nope. I'll deal with it. 
Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah, right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.